Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I'd definitely say leveraging technology, and, and I'll expound on that a little bit too. Since we're automating investment structures and waterfall structures, I'd say beyond that is to keep those structures as simple as possible. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the best ever conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. What to say, Matt Whittemore. How you doing, Matt? Great, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well and looking forward to our conversation. So a little bit about Matt. He's full-time in software sales for commercial real estate, he spent six years in real estate investments and commercial mortgage brokerage with an estimated $2 billion in closed transactions, including acquisitions, debt, and equity placements based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So with that being said, Matt, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. So some years ago, back in college, I got my real estate license, did some apartment rentals in Boston, met some landlords and property managers, started to think about the investment side of the business. So I ended up getting a job doing acquisitions, focusing mainly on small multifamily deals. Worked with that group for a few years, saw a few hundred deals, tons of deal flow, tons of learning going on there, and wanted to jump more into the middle market sort of institutional space. So found a job as an analyst doing investment sales and, and debt and equity placement, as you said, and worked as an analyst for about four years doing that and more recently transitioned into the technology space. And I work for a firm called Investor Management Services, and we provide investment management solutions for real estate investment firms, syndicators. We're at over 500 real estate investment firms as clients today. 
why didn't you stay in the analysis investment sales that you did for four years? At the outset, I really wanted to get into real estate to learn enough to become dangerous as an investor myself. Mm-hmm. I saw technology as a nice, flexible sort of job that would give me the time and the flexibility to get that started up on the side on my own. And I work from home, pretty flexible schedule. So it's, it's great. It's allowed me to really focus on getting that stuff started up. Cool. So on your own investment side, what have you been up to recently? And we are going to talk about IMS in detail, but I'd also love to learn more about what you're doing personally. Sure. So just getting started really on the investment side. I just got engaged actually. So um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Looking for with my fiance, a multifamily house hacking opportunity, actually in Albany, New York, looking to relocate there. And also getting that business plan for apartment syndications buttoned up, talking with some prospective investors and actually leveraging all that great knowledge in your apartment syndication book to get all that started. Cool. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on a bunch of milestone events in your life that have recently taken place. So let's talk about IMS then. What does it cost and what does it provide? It's a range of costs. We price it based on number of deals, so number of syndications you might have, and, and the number of investors. I'll say loosely, it ranges anywhere from $1,000 a month to maybe $5,000 a month for maybe a more institutional player in the market. And we offer a lot of great different tools for investment firms and syndicators. That includes an investor CRM, so helps you manage that investor relationship. It also provides an investor portal where your investors can log in, look at their investment performance, look at pertinent documents, maybe K-1s for their investments, and even subscribe to new investments through an automated workflow that lets them actually sign your subscription agreement online right away. And then beyond that, I think the main differentiator for us is the automation of a lot of the back office functionality. So we're focusing today on maintaining and recording those equity and ownership structures that you might have with outside investors. And then we also help you automate the calculation of waterfall distributions. Oh, cool. All right. So instead of using a spreadsheet, there's going to be a tool that will automatically calculate if you're returning 2% this quarter, then here's the distribution per investor based on the waterfall that you have with your deal. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. We're really focused on sort of de-risking organizations. Excel is a great tool, obviously. It's, it's really ingrained in the, in the real estate marketplace, but be an opportunity to really de-risk that. You never know. A formula might be wrong. You might be referencing a wrong cell. This helps you get out of that sort of cycle of, of risk and automate a lot of those functions. What's the main objection your potential clients have who do not sign up with you about this platform or just the concept in general of having this? That's a great question. I'd say sometimes it's price. You know, we're talking to a lot of, I'll call them young or emerging syndicators that are really just getting started. And the name of the game a lot of times is, is keeping your operation lean and not having a lot of expenses. So it is sometimes a hurdle to get over. But over the last few years, we've seen a really transformation of the marketplace that investment managers specifically in the real estate space, are seeing the need to leverage technology. So we've been really pleasantly surprised over the last few years. Our prospects are much more educated. They've heard of us. They've heard of maybe a few of our competitors. And we're starting to get over that hurdle, I think. 
with your business, you mentioned the differentiator with the automation of back office functionality. Then you talked about, on a related note, the waterfall structure. It didn't sound like the latter was currently in place. It sounded like that's something that you're working on, but it sounded like the former was, the back office functionality. If that is an accurate statement, can you talk more about the back office functionality? I'll say the waterfall tool is fully functioning. That is 100% good to go today. And I'd say that that's our differentiator because we're the longest in the market with a functioning waterfall tool. We've worked through thousands and thousands of operating agreements. I feel like today we've probably seen at least a sampling of what exists in the market in terms of waterfall structures and equity structures. So we've put that to the test. And like with any technology solution, you can't meet everyone's needs all the time. Sometimes a challenge, you just get somebody with a crazy structure that kind of defeats the purpose of automation. But as we improve the tool, that's fewer and and far between that we see that. And the other back office functionality is recording and maintaining records of capital contributions, ownership percentages, dates and times for calculating PREF, calculating internal rate of returns for hurdles, all that kind of stuff. How long have you been with the company? I've been with IMS for about a year and a half. Okay. Over a period of time, you've been there for a year and a half. What are some things that have been optimized on the platform that you'd like to highlight, if any? I'd say early on, we got some feedback from the market that maybe it wasn't the best looking tool. Maybe some of our competitors, they had a better look, a more modern feel. And that's something that we've really taken to heart and improved. I'd say all the core functionality is there. And with 500 plus now clients, we have a great feedback loop. So we're constantly taking new feature requests and really striving to meet the needs of the market. So we have clients that range from one-man shop syndication shops to real estate investment firms that have billions of dollars of real estate. So to answer your question more directly, I'd say something that we've strived for recently is trying to meet the needs of the larger firms. They have a lot more complex financial calculations, maybe fund structures that are a lot more complicated than your typical general partner, limited partner structure. So that's really the fund area has been a huge focus for us, trying to climb the ladder in the market and read the full spectrum of the market. Will you elaborate on an example with a fund? So the billions of dollars company that is requesting a certain feature, we just elaborate on what that feature is and why they need it? Sure. I'd say with our more institutional clients, they might have a fund and then they have a group of separate class of syndicated equity. So it's just an extra layer of complexity. A lot of times funds will allow their investors to redeem or exit a position which adds a lot of complexity for software and how you're calculating things going forward. So say investor A has his money in for three years, but it's maybe a five or 10 year deal and he wants to get his money out. So he either sells that position back to the sponsor and then they turn around and bring in a new investor or they transfer it directly to a new investor. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main things that we see with, with fund structures that a little bit more complex. Typical syndicator might not look at that and, and offer that to his or her investors. Thank you. And comparing one person shop to 
a organization that is well established. What are some things that the one person shop, based on your experience, what are some questions they don't ask that the billion dollar shops do that would be relevant to the one person shop? I'd say the one person shop is usually they're on Excel, they have email, and that's the extent of the technology that they're leveraging. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time we're introducing them and explaining to them why they need to leverage technology. So I'd say something that they don't usually consider is, you know, as they grow, they're going to need other technology solutions. So this has been another focus for us is building out sort of an integration ecosystem where we can integrate with different providers, something that might not be on the radar of a younger one-man shop versus an established shop that's using all different kinds of software. And how do you attempt to show the ROI to that one person shop so that they see that it will make them money by doing this? Great question. So in the one man shop, you're usually wearing a number of different hats, your acquisitions, your asset management, your investor relations, you're all the above. So leveraging a a solution like IMS, you're able to really reduce the time and effort into those functions. Like the most tangible one that we can point to is usually like the quarter end, month end, or year end process mm-hmm. where you're closing out, reconciling your books and making sure your distributions are all right and the data that you're pushing out to your investors is all right. Really reduces that process. We see a lot of clients, they say, hey, my quarter end process was weeks and now it's hours. Mm-hmm. So however you value your time, I think all of us would want to have an extra week in each quarter and think about how much more we could get done with that. I love that approach. and I appreciate you talking through that. What have we not talked about as it relates to the platform and the value proposition that you think we should? Great question. I would say for the syndicators out there, leveraging technology, whether it's IMS or something else, it's a great way to gain a ton of credibility to not look like the one-man shop. So with the investor portal that we provide, we're able to generate investor statements with your logo, your letterhead. So it looks like you have a really robust operation that's putting all this stuff together. So you could be a one-man shop and then you have a portal up that has your new opportunities, that has all the data that your investor might want and really generates a lot of credibility very quickly for those smaller shops. So based on your experience, when you were working with institutions and an analysis of an investment sales, what are some things that you took from that position and applied it to what you're doing now? I'd say just knowing the business, having an idea of the different functions and processes that these investment professionals are working through. They were my clients in debt and equity placement and in investment sales. So just having a level of comfort with their priorities, what's important to them, and just being able to use that knowledge from a different angle of how this technology can help you and what areas might be pain points, things like that. Based on your experience, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? I'd have to say leveraging technology that's fitting with the conversation we're having today. In my experience, real estate has been one of the industries where they've sort of held out on adopting and embracing technology. And I think luckily for those of us that are in real estate technology, there's sort of been an awakening of the market, but I think we still have a long way to go. And I think 
a lot of people are leveraging Excel and a lot of people use it as a crutch. And again, it's an indispensable tool. It's great at what it does, but I think a lot of people are realizing that there's a level of automation that we can achieve that is really not attainable in Excel. So I definitely say leveraging technology and, and I'll expound on that a little bit too. Since we're automating investment structures and waterfall structures, I'd say beyond that is to keep those structures as simple as possible. We see some organizational charts, a visual representation of the equity structure it looks more like a spider web on a page. And sometimes that's out of necessity, but I think in a lot of cases that's avoidable. And then beyond that with the waterfall structures, sometimes we just see waterfalls that are hard to follow. And when I say waterfall, I mean the order of operations and the method of calculating your distributions back to your investors. As I think about getting my own business started and the hundreds or more of operating agreements that I've seen, I'm of the mind that simple is better. Keep it simple, stupid. I agree. There's a lot of different ways you can slice it up, but the more you do it, the more convoluted it gets and the more everybody gets confused, including the operators in a lot of cases. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right, then let's do it. First quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling. We do one a month. Then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever book you've recently read? I would say your apartment syndication book. I already mentioned that. Beyond that, I'll give a second one that sort of expounds deeper on a certain area, and that's The Raising Private Capital by Matt Faircloth. Best ever way you like to give back to the community? Recently, I coached a youth football team, but as I am relocating in the near term to Albany, New York, I'm looking at some different opportunities, and I think I'm planning on getting involved with the Boys and Girls Club there. Best way the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? That would be by email. That's mwittermore at imscre.com. Matt, thanks for educating us on IMS Investor Management Services, talking about the value proposition of your platform, as well as how it's been optimized since you've been there and the differences in questions and areas of focus of one-person shops versus shops that have billions of dollars under management and the nuances that each of them look for and perhaps some nuances that the one-person shop should look for. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to 
one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling. We do one a month. Then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.